Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. Welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we chat with today's most successful and inspiring health leaders. I really thank you for tuning in, and I welcome you to go to outcomesrocket.health slash reviews, where you could rate and review today's outstanding guest, because she is a huge contributor to healthcare and an amazing person. Her name is Dr. Aya Khalil. She is the co-founder and chief commercial officer at GNS Healthcare. Dr. Khalil is a technology entrepreneur and physicist with the vision of transforming medicine into a discipline that is quantitative, predictive, and patient-centric via big data analytic approaches. She co-founded two big data companies, Via Science and GNS Healthcare, and is a co-inventor of the proprietary computational engine that underpins both entities. She trained in theoretical physics at Cornell University and has more than 11 years of experience in big data analytics for healthcare, medicine, and life sciences. She's led several key foundational collaborations with providers, pharmaceutical companies, foundations, and government agencies. Dr. Khalil's experience spans applications in drug discovery, drug development, all the way to treatment algorithms that could be applied at the point of care. She's a frequent speaker at industry events and conferences, which is where I met Aya. And uh, she's also appeared in several industry journals, published several articles in the field, and was recognized by President Obama himself at the White House dinner as a leading entrepreneur in genomic medicine. More recently, she was named to the Pharma Voice 100 list of most inspiring people in the life sciences industry. She was recognized for her ability to build bridges across the life science and healthcare industry, which is much needed, bringing people together to harness the power of predictive modeling to change the lives of patients. And that's exactly why we have her here today on the Outcomes Rocket. So I want to welcome you to the podcast, Dr. Khalil. Thank you. And thank you for having me here today. It's a pleasure. And so I wanted to ask you just to kick things off. Why did you decide to get into the healthcare sector and why AI? Yes. So my interest in this field started in 2000, right about the time that I'd finished my uh, PhD in theoretical physics from Cornell. But it was also the time that we had announced the sequencing of the human genome which is a huge monumental feat that involved both private and academic efforts through the NIH to get it done. But it was also the moment at which, you know, for the first time, we could actually measure every base pair in our genes. We weren't just looking at one gene at a time, but we could look at everything. And this really paralleled sort of how I thought about systems as a physicist, which is you go in and you try to measure and get collect as much data as you can as, on that system, mm-hmm. and then use modeling and algorithms and computation, which is really what AI is, to help you model it and make predictions. And it became clear that could we use these same powerful approaches that helped us predict the Higgs boson many decades before we discovered it or theorize about gravitational waves, which we have then recently measured? Could we use this in healthcare and make it more predictive? You know, if we could send a rocket to the moon with technologies around data and computation and AI, why can't we do it and use it to make precision medicine and medicine even better? 
I think that's so great, Dr. Khalil. It's one of those things where it's, you ask the question and great leaders like yourself ask the question, why not? Not why. And because of your thinking, it's led you to create this amazing company and you guys are doing some great things. Today, there's a lot of buzz in healthcare around artificial intelligence and machine learning. How do you think it's going to change the way healthcare is being delivered? There is a lot of buzz and it's causing a lot of confusion. And now that doesn't mean that because there's buzz and confusion, there aren't real things happening. You know, mm -hmm. we, a lot of progress is being made on being able to leverage data of all kinds in our space, whether it's data coming from a text from a physician's notes to being able to measure and sequence your genome. But there's a lot of definitions out there and, and it's good to clarify. And so really what I'm focused on is using AI in its most powerful form. And I'm using a, a form of AI that I like to call causal machine learning. And it's really transforming millions of data points that we can now measure from the data that we can collect, which we have to recognize, we weren't able to collect this data really well two decades ago. We can now. We can now go into a patient and measure their genomes and look at longitudinal detailed electronic medical records, labs, claims, and then leverage that using causal machine learning to learn the causal relationships underlying that data and really learn what's behind that data so that we can, in silico, start to run simulations and ask very specific what-if questions down to that patient, down to what's going to enable us to treat that patient accurately and precision what the right treatment is. And that opens up all sorts of doors in the industry and, and in places where they're currently sort of bottlenecks, you know, how do we better stratify patients for clinical trials so that we're giving the right drug to the right patient and we can better and more quickly get drugs through the approval process? How do we help health plans do a better job of making sure that the right interventions are getting to their members at not just the best quality, but also, you know, optimizing across costs and optimizing down to that individual, uh, helping providers do a better job of delivering care. So this ability to predict and learn from data, it's really, really powerful. This is what is at the heart of AI and machine learning is our ability to learn. And now we want to take that and apply it down to the individual patient to get better at optimizing their treatments and their health. That's fascinating, Dr. Khalil. And this uh, causal artificial intelligence that's really helping your company deliver value not only to pharma, but it sounds like also payers as well as providers in a big way. Yes, it cuts across everything that we do there. And much in the same way that algorithms, machine learning, AI, cuts across everything that an engineer might be doing, right? Mm -hmm. Or a physicist might be doing. It's, it's at the heart of how you are able to come up with insights. And, and in healthcare, our goal is to take those insights now and have it impact the patient. That's wonderful. So there's no doubt you're, you're adding tons of value today. In five to 10 years, let's get into the futures. What do you think healthcare looks like? And how does artificial intelligence change how medicine is practiced? Yeah, really great question. In five to 10 years, I'm hoping that we're at a place where in terms of the kinds of interventions and treatments we can get to patients, we now have just a much bigger plethora of options, right? Gene therapy is, is coming on the rise, stem cell therapy. So we're going to have all sorts of ways of treating patients that go beyond just traditional drugs. And then the question is going to be, what is the right treatment for that individual? And right now today, you know, for me as an AI machine learning expert to get a hold of that data that allows me to 
create the algorithms and learn and make that prediction, there's just limitations. Sometimes I can't get all the data that I need. There's also limitations around sharing of data and the data is siloed. So I'm hoping that five to 10 years, our ability to access data and at scale and on many individuals, it just will no longer be a bottleneck. And we'll have now systems and processes in place for layering the machine learning and AI on top of the data so that we can get to accurate and more better predictions for individuals. That's inspiring to think of the possibilities once those obstacles are, are lifted. And as health leaders strive to give the best to their communities, as pharma companies look to put together the best of what they can to deliver new new medicines to patients, what do you think is at the forefront of their minds? A hot topic that you should be on every health leader's agenda? And how are you and your organization approaching it? Yeah, you hear a lot about rising costs in healthcare and mm-hmm. uh, that the numbers just don't add up, right? We don't necessarily see better outcomes with just more spend. And it's an interesting statement for people to be making these days, especially when we are literally living through one of the most transformative times in healthcare. So much innovation is happening, right? And there's a bit of a sort of, how are we going to pay for this innovation? How are we going to afford it? And in my mind, the, the real sort of power that AI has is to really transform healthcare into a precision medicine model so that the innovation and the, the new treatments that we're bringing to patients, we're spending it on the right patients. We're actually figuring out ahead of time who's going to benefit, who isn't going to benefit, how to better benefit patients. And when we can be precise about matching interventions and treatments and drugs to patients and know ahead of time what the outcome is and actually get that right, then I really believe we can start to move the needle towards you know, lowering our total cost of care or making this innovation affordable for everybody. I think that's such a great call out, Dr. Khalil. And a lot of folks look at things like evidence-based medicine. It's really kind of just average-based medicine, right? (laughs) At the end of the day, right? And so what you're saying just resonates with me because it just provides an opportunity to get a pinpointed precision strategy for each patient. Exactly. That's exactly right. It's amazing. Can you give an example to the listeners of how you and your organization have created results by thinking and doing things differently? Yeah. I first want to call out that it's not just about the algorithms. You know, what allows us to do these things differently is the collaboration aspect. And we fundamentally believe in taking now, you know, the smart brains of physicists and mathematicians and engineers and marrying it with clinicians and the clinical community and the data. We're so fortunate. We have the opportunity to do this now with many great institutions. One of them is the Multiple Myeloma Research Foundation, which is committed to finding and bringing better and new treatments for multiple myeloma patients. So we set up a collaboration with them. They uh, have an initiative called Compass that people volunteer to submit their samples and data. And MMRF then takes on the responsibility of measuring now in their tumor cells, what are the genetic and genomic drivers of the cancer? What are the molecular changes that happen in the cancer? How does the outcome of that patient change over time as they're given different treatments? And we as the machine learning AI company are given access to the data and we've generated algorithms that are are trying to learn response of patients to that treatment based on that data. So we looked at a specific question, uh, which is a really important one, which is a decision around stem cell therapy and who is benefiting from something. Right? And there could be great benefits to it. And there might be some patients where they may not be getting benefit to. And we'd love to know who they are and what we can do to change their course of treatment ahead of time so that they do get benefit. 
So we leverage that data to learn, use causal machine learning to learn algorithms from that data that would make that prediction. And then took in those predictions and went to um, did the Dana-Farber Clinical Center here in, in Boston to validate those on patients. And we're starting to see some really great validation results. And this work, this ability to learn the markers that would potentially predict benefit was all done once the data was collected computationally and within months, less than three months, and done by one of my engineers, and then him taking those results and working with clinicians to validate them and seeing how we can then get to the next step of eventually and hopefully delivering that insight to the patient. Such an insightful project, Dr. Khalil, and it's awesome to hear you talk about the importance of those partnerships at the core. I feel like it's easy for founders to get seduced by their technology. And it's so great to hear you just talk about that with as much passion as you do about the algorithms. What would you say uh, was one of your proudest leadership experiences in medicine to date? So, I mean, when you are an entrepreneur and you're out there um, pitching and trying to recruit people to come to your company and also join your cause, (laughs) your leadership is, is often tested and you have to figure out more and more ways to motivate people and get them on board. And I've always been very passionate about that, especially in machine learning and AI and helping bridge understanding and get people on board. But I think the, one of them may have come up more recently because I'm learning more and more. I can only interact with people. There's a sort of a limit to how many people I can speak to. <laughs> yeah. And it becomes sort of how you're able to represent. So I've been given the opportunity to serve on um, Charlie Baker's, uh, one of his councils uh, for Chia, which is a hub around all of the information and data uh, collected in the state of Massachusetts on our healthcare system. And with the goal of being able to see that data, measure it, and create metrics that help us make healthcare affordable for everybody here. And so to be able to be part of that and to be at that intersection of how I can serve my government in healthcare, right, and reach yeah, more pretty people. Awesome. Yeah, it, it's really amazing. And I think it's also sort of that to represent, right? So still not many women and minorities and, and whatnot serving on some of these things. And um, to be able to, rep- to represent and hopefully provide that leadership through example and reach more people. I think that's so wonderful. Congratulations on, on that. And just a trailblazing for the ladies in healthcare. In fact, I really look at this, Dr. Khalil, as an opportunity. I mean, I feel like in healthcare, a lot of women are starting to come out like yourself to really make a difference and put not only the technology, but also the heart into improving outcomes. Can you tell us a little bit more about an exciting project that you're working on today? Yeah. So one of the things that one of the trends that have been happening is more and more pharmaceutical companies are collecting data early in their trials on their patients and data beyond the detailed clinical records, data on the genomic level, molecular level. So we can see the molecular and granular changes that are happening in the individual patient as they're given these new treatments and new drugs. And uh, we're taking in that data and using causal machine learning to learn about who really truly is benefiting, where there might be still some patients that don't benefit. And with that learning, using that to inform the next trial from a phase two a phase three. And the goal is to hopefully enable you know, faster, better approval of new treatments and where we're targeting the right treatment, the right patient. You know, I'd love us to live in a paradigm where we're using these trials to learn really what's working and for who, and where machine learning is really enabling that faster and better so that we can get better treatments to patients much sooner than we are today with much higher success rates. 
Well, there's no doubt that your efforts are going to be creating some major ripple effects for everybody listening to this. So listeners, it's one of those opportunities for you to, to just understand and learn more. We're going to share at the end of this episode how you get in touch and research the company. But before we do, I just wanted to walk through a little program here with you close to the end of the podcast, Dr. Khalil. You and I are going to build a leadership course on what it takes to be successful in healthcare today. It's the 101 of Dr. Aya Khalil. And so we're going to write out a syllabus, a lightning round with four questions, followed by your all-time favorite book for the listeners. You ready? Yes. Awesome. What's the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? Precision medicine. What is one of the biggest mistakes or pitfalls to avoid? Understand the problem that you're trying to solve at every level, clinically, biologically, and then really come up with the right solution, you know, whether it's infrastructure, people, but also the technology. Love it. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite constant change? One of our models is we're going to use the most powerful mathematics possible and do the most rigorous science. Beautiful. What's one area of focus that drives all else in your company? Solving what we call the matching problem, which is for every patient being able to predict ahead of time what the right treatment, what the right intervention is at the right time. That is a moonshot. And I love that you guys are thinking big like that. What book would you recommend to the listeners as part of the syllabus? <laughs> I'm going to give an unconventional sort of <laughs> advice. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. Most people go, what are you doing? We're, I'm not <laughs> so it's called Causal Inference and Statistics, a primer. All right, there we go. By Judea Pearl. And you don't have to read the whole thing. If all you do is read the first chapter and just get through the first one, I guarantee it will just transform how you think about data statistics and, and what it potentially could do for medicine. Amazing. A great recommendation. And listeners, don't worry about writing that down. We're going to provide all of that to you on the website. Just go to outcomesrocket.health slash GNS. And you're going to find all of the show notes, a transcript of our conversation today, as well as links to the things that we've discussed, including the GNS Healthcare website. Yeah. Before we conclude, I'd love if you could just share a closing thought and then the best place where the listeners could get in touch with you or follow you. All right, thank you. So my closing thought is that a lot of noise in our marketplace right now with all the buzzwords, whether it's machine learning, AI, data, but the buzz is real and there is real substance behind it. And really, for those who want us to get to that next level in medicine and healthcare, you know, it's upon all of us to really learn about what's happening and to figure out how we can contribute to making medicine and healthcare better for all of us. Beautiful. And what would you say the best place for the listeners to get in touch with or follow you? Right. So two ways. I'm um, on LinkedIn. So I'd uh, love to connect with you that way. And then at GNS Healthcare, we put out a blog that to release content and, and hopefully also, you know, help really people understand the space better and get them involved better. So we'd love it if you would join our blog as well. And is that on the uh, gnshealthcare.com website? It should be. Outstanding. So listeners, we'll go ahead and include that link to the blog so you could stay tuned in to Dr. Khalil and what her team are doing because... Today has just been the tip of the iceberg. And so I want to just give you a huge thanks from everybody listening, Dr. Khalil, and we're looking forward to staying in touch. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. This was a really great session. I really enjoyed it. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. 
Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.